The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Hanging out here on Jen, Gabe and Chewy this morning with Ben Brust, our cousin sub of the day, as we continue to react to the Diana Rossini report. That in the wake of extensive in-person meetings between Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets brass, including owner Woody Johnson, there is optimism in the Jets organization that they are on the brink of landing the future Hall of Fame quarterback. While optimism existed before the California meeting, Woody Johnson felt it was important for the two to meet in person. Johnson left the meeting excited and satisfied about the potential match. And so now we wait to see if the Jets can close a deal to bring the future Hall of Famer from Green Bay to New York. Diana Rossini reporting this on her Twitter account and on Get Up This Morning on ESPN. And Ben, yesterday when we were hanging out, we were talking about those two little voices that you have in your head. You probably experienced this as you were deciding where you wanted to play collegiate basketball. And you told us this morning in the first hour about how you were dead set on one option, thought this was going to be the path that you would follow. And then you woke up one day and realized, nope. Change Going somewhere else. Change of plans. Which, I've, as we unfortunately, have said, I've heard I've heard more than two voices at times in my life. <laughs> okay, well, we should get you to uh, to a doctor about I, that. I, I do yeah. see one. Okay, good. Pro mental health. I appreciate that. Um, so we were thinking about how we should play the voices. We should play the tiny voices in Aaron Rodgers' head. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to play the tiny voices inside Aaron Rodgers' head in a segment that I like to call, on the other hand. Ashley's got the music. On one hand. There it is. So we've got on one hand, and we've got then. But on the other hand. But on the other hand, Randy Travis lending his talent and vocals to our segment this morning. On so I, the other hand. I'm going to start. That was very good. You could be a country crooner. Ah. I wish I could sing. Why do you have to be able to sing? What Just, do you mean? I mean, just sing. I do. I'm saying I wish I could, like, if I could have one talent that I don't have, You wish you were good at singing. Yes. Right. Everyone can sing. Of course everyone can sing. I'm not scared to sing. Right. It's like like If you wanted me to sing the rest of the show, I'd sing the rest of the show. (laughs) That would be fun, just Ben and I doing show tunes all morning long. So anyway, let's begin with this. This is the greatest show. Let's begin with this. On one hand, I will be pro, I will be the pro Packers on one hand, okay? On one hand, tiny voice inside Aaron Rodgers' head. Okay, here we are, and go. On one hand. On one hand, you always said you wanted to end your career in Green Bay. You respect and appreciate how Bart Starr went about his business and represented the Green Bay Packers organization. Staying means making good on that desire, on that promise you made to yourself. Finishing your career with the same organization that drafted you is more than Brady can say. It's more than Favre can say. It's more than Peyton can say. And that would put you above them in the loyalty category. Loyalty actually means something here, Aaron. But on the other hand. Blah, 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 blah. Loyalty, schmoyalty. Yeah, these guys are pushing you out the freaking door. They're like, yeah, go meet with the Jets because we want you to be serenaded. We want you to drink wine with Woody J and Robert Sala because we don't want you. The best thing that you can do, on the other hand, is go to the Jets because you're just going to make the lives of Green Bay Packer fans and the organization that much better because if they wanted you, Aaron, they would show you. There ain't four people flying over to L.A. to tell you that they love you. You guys had conversations. 
Guess who showed and courted you and wined and dined you to show you that they love you? The New York Jets. On one hand... On one hand, the familiarity, the chemistry, and the rapport that you have with the Green Bay Packers roster and your teammates trumps anything you would possibly build in one or two seasons on a different team. You are already ahead of the curve, especially with those young receivers, those exciting, talented guys. If you come back, they're probably going to restructure Bakhtiari. So even if you don't have your five guys... You got your big guy, and that's what you really want. That offensive line for the Green Bay Packers was ranked third in pro football focuses, end-of-year rankings. You know where the New York Jets were ranked, Aaron? 29th. They've got more questions than answers on that offensive line. You have strong weapons at your skill positions. Green Bay will likely draft a tight end next month. Won't that be nice to have another security blanket skill position player? Aaron Jones is one of the best backs in the league. He went on TV the other day on Good Morning Football making his pitch for you to come back. These guys love you. You're not going to get that in New York. But on the other hand Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they love you. They want you. Are you kidding me? You are a four-time MVP. And to think that you need all of the guys in Green Bay? No. You can go to the Jets, and with that chip on your shoulder that made you the MVP after they drafted Jordan Love, you can do the exact same thing with the New York Jets. Similar system, a place where you're going to come there, you're going to throw one ball, and that entire team is going to play 10 times harder because they know that they're not looking at a little wimpy 5'10", Zach Wilson. They're looking at a four-time MVP with the Super Bowl, something that the Jets have not had in 12 years. Oh, yeah, they're going to draft a tight end in the first round. Good one. Goody's going to look at the measurables, and he's going to salivate at some defensive player who's 6'5", and can broad jump 50 million feet and jump 36 inches in the air. What does that mean for the Green Bay Packers defense next year? Nothing. It's a project. Go somewhere where they will likely get you and actually make moves in the offseason to make the team better. Something that Goot has not done for you. And I remember Aaron Rodgers in 2020, you smiled and said, I can't wait to see who we draft. And then they drafted your replacement. Get the hell out of there. On one hand... On one hand, you can win again in Green Bay. Sure, you didn't have a 300-yard passing game last season. But you know why you didn't have a 300-yard passing game last season? Because your thumb was freaking broken, dude. That was the biggest reason that the offense struggled last year, not your rapport or your chemistry with the young wide receivers. You could argue retrospectively that maybe you should have sat out, maybe you should have let the kid Take a couple snaps, should have let the thumb heal. But you're a competitor. How could anyone expect you not to take the field? You can still be that guy. You ha- Heck, you are that guy. Get out there in Green Bay and show everybody. Go out on a high note. Get them back to the playoffs and hell bring that Lombardi back to Green Bay where it belongs. But on the other hand. How could you listen to this jargon? What? The Packers sent you out there, even with that thumb, with Alan Lazard, a fourth-string wide receiver that might be a backup tight end if he stayed in the league for the next three years because that's what he'd have to turn into. Then they brought you a fourth-round draft pick and a guy that couldn't stay healthy who caught like 14 catches at uh, North Dakota State before he came into the NFL. Yes, he came on late, but goodness gracious, Aaron, that's all they gave you. We are going to give you everything you want because we love you. We love you. I just Did you hear me? We love you. 
they don't. On one hand, you should stay in Green Bay because never forget, you perform your best when people count you out. Have you forgotten Purdue assistant coach? Good luck with your attempt at a college football career. Have you forgotten Mike McCarthy on the 49ers staff who took Alex Smith instead of you? And then you guys had to work together for all of those years. How many times... Have you thought about them drafting Jordan Love when you've needed a little extra motivation, when you've needed a little extra something? Yeah, you love these slights. And what bigger slight is there than everybody wanting you out of town? You love proving people wrong. You love showing that you can still do it. And the only way that that works is if you stay in Green Bay. Hey, you need a little motivation, Rogers. You need a little motivation to, to be better just say to yourself, 20 to 16. 20 to 16 was the final score of that game against the Lions. You repeat that score to yourself over and over again. That's all the incentive you need to get back to your MVP ways. But on the other hand, this is easy. They don't appreciate you in Green Bay. They don't appreciate you. You get them to two first round buys, have a down year with a bad thumb and bad wide receivers. All you have to do in New York is is make the playoffs here. And people will be bowing down to you. You won't pay for a drink. You won't pay for a coffee. You won't pay for a meal. You will be loved by the most fast-paced city that are angry as can be, that are looking for to yell at anything. You take them to the playoffs. That's it. For the first year to the playoffs. And you will be a legend. You do anything more, your legacy is secure. Join the, the, MV, the MVPs and the two-time Super Bowl winning champions. Because guess what? We believe in you that much, Aaron. If you win a second Super Bowl, your legacy is secured well beyond winning two Super Bowls with Green Bay and saying, oh, we're better than you're better than Brett Favre. Come to New York, change the outlook of your entire life. And by the way, we're not asking for two shots. We're only asking for one with J and J. Wow, nice pharma joke there, New York guy. Listen, if you go to New York, you're just a rental. They basically just are renting you for one year to go and win their titles. It's going to be a lot of media scrutiny, not harder than it is in Green Bay because those guys ask tough questions, but there's a lot more reporters who are going to be asking questions, and you will be absolutely... What you, guys <laughs> you will absolutely be scrutinized for every single move. A lot more distractions in New York. You got that nightlife. You got the restaurants and whatnot. There's going to be a pull. Isn't your girlfriend, isn't she out in there in New York? Look, when you're in Green Bay, you are focused exclusively on the Green Bay Packers. And that's why Green Bay is the place that you should be. Oh, by the way, Tom Clements, you pulled the poor guy out of retirement. You put him on the staff. What are you going to do? You're just going to leave Tom Clements? Come on, that's not you, Rogers. You're not the guy that just up and leaves, especially people who have come and supported you and been your guy. So do it for Tom Clements. Stay in Green Bay because you brought Tom Clements out of retirement. Hashtag do it for Tom Clements. I was just going to say, please go on the other hand. But on the other hand. She lost! Did you hear the, the other voice on your shoulder? Do it for Tom Clements! <laughs> yeah, Screw Tom Clements! I gotta be honest. That's, you were, that's it. I'm you're done. making a lot of strong cases. You're doing great. Until that. So you said, do it for Tom Clemens. But all of those other things aren't negated. Nope, all nope, of those other nope. points are still. They're there. all done.
When you said do Just, it for Tom I'm surprised Clemens. you didn't come back with say do it for Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's bring in the gold zone back because I love gold. Yeah, you did that yesterday and it wasn't great. I'm sorry if I gave you the impression it was. Well, I don't care what you think. You're saying do it for Tom Clemens. We got to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, but we roll on after this. I thought you did a pretty good job def- uh, being the tiny voice for New York there. I practice every day in my own head. Being the tiny voice? Hey guys, Great Midwest Bank is proud to support Special Olympics Wisconsin. You guys know that I love Special Olympics. I work on the ESPN broadcast for Special Olympics for the last five years now. And Special Olympics, as you know, provides opportunities for kids and adults with intellectual disabilities to get involved in sports and fun Olympic-style competitions. We know how great sports can be, and we know how much they can build character, and they do the same thing for kids with intellectual disabilities and adults with intellectual disabilities. It builds community And of course, it promotes awareness for this community. So you should join Great Midwest Bank as they encourage people to jump in frigid cold lakes to raise money for Special Olympics. That's right. It's polar plunge time here in the state of Wisconsin. And I want you to join me down at the lakefront for the polar plunge in Milwaukee. For more information, you can visit their website, specialolympicswisconsin.org, specialolympicswisconsin.org. You can learn more there or you can sign up to polar plunge along with me on the shores of Lake Michigan. Join Great Midwest Bank in this. It is a great cause, and I hope to see you down there on the lakefront for the Polar Plunge for Special Olympics Wisconsin. The Top 8 at 8. Name something that follows the word pork. You pie. Huh? One category. Name something people take with them to the beach. Turkey. The The Top 8 answers. The first thing you buy in a supermarket. Uh, turkey. <laughs> the top eight at eight. A food often stuffed. Turkey. <laughs> the top eight at eight on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Name Popeye's favorite food. Chicken. Oh my god. Show me chicken. Sponsored by Milwaukee Pretzel Company. Win a Bavarian Soft Pretzel Lover's Gift Pack from the Milwaukee Pretzel Company. Shop now at MilwaukeePretzel.com. No Gabe Neitzel. He will be back on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy tomorrow. I mean, assuming that the snowstorm that we're supposed to get doesn't keep him from being able to be here tomorrow. But I digress. Ashton Rotman holding it down on Top 8 at 8 today. Ashy, what is the topic for Top 8 at 8? And Ben, you should know, headed into this, you should know what you're getting yourself into. I'm very, very good at this game. Good. I know you're not. I listen. (laughs) Would you say, hey, before we get into it, am I better at Top 8 at 8 than Ben is at... Are you smarter than a fifth? I think it's a. I think he's double ang us. Yeah, like both we both suck at it. Just garbage. Okay. But so you both callers, try your best. be ready. Yeah, why don't everyone start calling in right now? Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Start calling in. I'll give you fair a phone enough, call. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's, what's the odds we get all eight here? Zero. Um, I'm not even gonna give you odds. You, you will not. Ben would be. Ben might. Ben's a maybe here because we are doing something college basketball related. However, Jen, it is Big East related. Okay. So Big East tournament obviously is going on. Marquette plays at 11 a.m. right here on 94.5 ESPN. So I want to know, since 2000, 11 different schools have won the Big East tournament championship. What are the last eight to do so? Oh, okay. Not in order. Just the eight schools out of 11 since 2000. Okay. So Syracuse. Um, let's just go through the Big East teams. Uh, Syracuse, UConn. Eight, I'm just trying to think about what year it is right now. Because like my mind goes to the Kemba crossover, but that was oh like God. years oh, ago. Wait a minute. Is that back-to-back days that we have talked about the Kemba crossover? Yes, it is. Yes. It um, is. 
first and foremost got to be Villanova. Yes, Nova final. Yes, Villanova won in 22, 2019, 2018, 2017, and 2015. All right, that helps. Then I can say UConn because it's the last eight teams. UConn won in 2011, 2004, and 2002. So um, I think Syrac- and they're number six. So we're looking for the top eight. Syracuse has got to be a fair guess. Yeah, Q's final. Who's making the guess here? No, 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 no. Never mind. Never mind. Nope, 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 nope. We're not making that guess. We were conf- no, but I need to know. So I got. I'm taking keeping track here. We were conferring. <laughs> so I didn't know whose turn it is. Nope. You know, oh, do we? Uh, do no, we no, switch no, off? No, yeah, no, you guys no, are switching no, off. No, no, so no, who no, wants no, that no. guess? Okay. Neither one of us wants that. Who guess. Who wants that guess? Nope. We're gonna make a different guess. Does anyone get something right here? Who wants to guess? Jen wants to guess. All right. Hey, hey, that's, you can't do that. <laughs> You're the one that chose for her. I clearly was setting it up. Jen knew it too. No, but he said, he uh, Jen, said Jen you also made knew. it seem like it was going to be a win. He's, he's, Correct. Yeah. Jen, Jen, I'm sorry. Jen knew exactly what was happening. She's upset with me. Yeah, I'm not she upset. I just, I knew that that's what yeah, he was doing. That's 100%. why I said we were not guessing Syracuse. Well, treat me like one of your children and tell me to shut the bleep up. Oh, yesterday yeah, like when listen. I treated you like one of my children, you got mad at me for mommying you. Anyways, Syracuse, ninth <laughs> on the list. They won in 06 and 05. They won the Big East. All right, now you got to run the table. Congratulations. You played yourself. I know. So we currently have, I'll re-rack it. We have currently have number one, Villanova. Number six, UConn. And that's it. That's what we've got. This sucks. This is the Big East tournament. The Big East East tournament championship. Yes. Um, Xavier. 800-990-3776. This is embarrassing. And I don't know if you were... This is actually embarrassing. This is a very simple game. You can at least help people out by trying. Um... I felt bad. I just, I wanted to take an L with Jen. No, for... you didn't. That's such a lie. No, it's not. Liar. That's so lame if you did Liar. that. Liar. I, I just wanted to go down as a team. No, you didn't. No, you was Come on. Unbelievable. Would you guys each like a mulligan since you tricked each other, basically? She deserves a mulligan. Okay. Jen, you can have a mulligan. So, time out. So, reset the list for me, please. Number one, Villanova. <laughs> number six, Why UConn. are you laughing? Because <laughs> there's said, only two. No, but Syracuse was t- it, it was number nine on the Syracuse list. Syracuse is number nine. And when did they win? 06 and 05. Providence. Providence is correct. They are number four, last winning in 2014. I guess we should just start guessing Big East teams, huh? Now, we know I'm that Marquette out, right? has yeah, not won yeah, the Big out. East tournament. I, I'm not going to lie. I thought your strategy was going to be, I'm just going to guess Big East teams because it's a big list. Well, that's the saying. Like, it's easier. I made it way too hard for myself. Yeah. can't believe you didn't ding you for that. Some of these are tricky. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think in my head about things I can say during this segment, but I can't. So I just have to shut up now? Thankfully. Do you have another guess? We could give you a mulligan if you want one more guess. Do you have another I'll guess? I'll give you a mulligan. You get one mulligan. I mean, I'm going old school here, but Louisville. Louisville, number They're five. They're in the ACC now. That's where I was like, 2013 I got to go old school Big East now. I would back never have remembered years. that. Never have remembered back that. Back to back years. Um, Allegedly vacated. Like, like, am I? Oh, I can't talk now. No, no. Well, no. That's. I mean, you technically can keep going. Both of you can because you both got one right. So but, technically, but you it's can. her guess. Seton correct. Hall. Seton Hall nice. is correct. They won in 2016. I believe that was Isaiah Whitehead. Isaiah Whitehead. Awesome. Get a minute. So this was a weird one because they've fallen off a cliff. Georgetown. 
Who when did Georgetown win? They won in 2021. It oh, was wow. Patrick Ewing's first year, I yes, think. Second yes, year, maybe. And yes. 2007 was And the now other one. it's a complete crap show. Total dumpster and fire. They are that, garbage. That's where I run out. But I, I can I can think of old Big East. So schools. here here's the list. Here's what we've got. We've got number one Villanova, number two Georgetown, number three Seton Hall, number four Providence, number five Louisville, number six UConn. We are missing number seven and number eight. No chance. I got nothing. So I think I have one more because again, to your point, even I'm, before, th- there's been so much realignment. They are. A sneaky good team finally again. They used to be amazing in the Big East. Like I used to I grew up loving them in the Big East. Yeah, the last two teams are classic Big East, like early two like, thousands. This is where I screwed myself when I when I said, you know Xavier. That, yeah. You're a terrible guess. No idea. Is, is it my guess? Because I, I have one. It is your guess. Pittsburgh. I know. You, like, Number you eight. just got to go old nope. school here. 08 yeah. and 03. All right, so we've, we're going to open up the lines for the last one. 800-990-3776. Again, we're looking for the last remaining team on the list of the last eight Big East schools to win the Big East Tournament Championship. I honestly have no idea who it could be. Yeah, now, now I'm done. Because that... that uh... Who is? I'm trying to think of Ben when you were playing. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Yeah, Ben, does that help if you, when you were playing? I, no, I'm trying to think. No, of who, who I, I, I gave it my all. I yeah, went. I went back to the Big East. Big East. Xavier, what an idiot! Xavier's uh, never won anything. But I can't guess anymore, you right? Now you're it's Caller driven now. Yeah, now we're just waiting for callers. How confident are you that Marquette can win it this year? Um, I think that they're. Like, like, and I think this is okay. I think they're due for like a slip up. Like they're the hunted now, and it's easier to lose in a one one game scenario. I know that changed. I would consider the St. John's final game of the season their slip up. I think they escaped with that win. It, it changes when you're going to have to run into Creighton, Providence, like teams that are vying to not make the tournament but help their seed. Right? Marquette's pretty locked into a three or a four. Like but, but don't you think, again, knowing all you know about Shaka, 800-990-3776, still looking for the last entry in our top eight at eight contest this morning. When you look at the way he motivates the team and uses the you know philosophy and all of that stuff, he'll use that game against St. John's as though it were a loss. Yeah, but still, you gotta you got to get by St. John's, and then like it's just harder. You're in a gauntlet after St. John's. Against teams, like, I, I think they beat Creighton twice. Creighton's on the bottom half of the bracket, if I'm not mistaken. My point is, if they if they beat them in the champ, it's like, they're due for a slip-up, and I'm telling you, that's okay. You'd rather have them slip up after beating St. John's than head in the tournament refreshed, knowing what they've accomplished, and knowing that they have the capability of being a second weekend team. Ashley, is your list too hard? Uh... No, it's not. Um, but let's go to Scott and Manitowoc. Scott and Manitowoc, what do you got? You got to the final one for the last eight Big East championships. We're missing one more. Uh, was it Notre Dame? It is not Notre Dame. 800-990-3776. Looking for someone to complete our top eight at eight list this morning. It is the last eight different Big East tournament champions. We've got I mean, it was a trick question. I don't think it was. Only because of the realignment. Correct. Because if you start thinking right now about the teams that are in the Big East, obviously that would lead I, you astray. I, that's, I didn't say current. No, we, no. It, again, the last eight different Big East tournament champions. We've got Paul in Kenosha. Paul, do you know who the final team is? Is it St. John's? 
It is not St. John's. St. John's last one in 2000. They are number 11 on the list. Are you able to tell us if it's a current Big East team? Oh, he's working the phones. I don't know what the ESP Wisconsin contest rules are, but I feel like that would help. All I know is that he's a stickler for the rules. Is he? They don't even give me like the questions anymore for Week in Rachu that we do on Fridays because he thinks I'm going to help I, Chew. I uh, I heard that. He's he kind of a control freak a little back bit. there. Actually, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's not listening to us because he's taking calls. Uh, no, I can't hear you. I am a control freak, but also <laughs> it's not about being in control. It's about following the rules, and I'm sorry that neither Loser. of you like to follow the rules. <laughs> I'm protecting true. your asses. That's true. You're fact, welcome. If we were power ranking which of us doesn't like to follow the rules more, I feel like it'd be a push. Would I think so. Be? Anyways, <laughs> like, let's who's go. Who's been dumped more? Jen. Hey. It's not even a question. Jen. That's, who's Wait, been in, dumped in more? life or life? I'm not talking about relationships. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about guy. swearing on the radio. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Ryan in downtown Milwaukee, you got our final team? <laughs> So this is a guess. I don't know if they were in the Big East. I'm going to say Cincinnati. Mm. It is no, not Cincinnati. Think they were in the guess. Big East. I remember them from Conference USA, though. Were you able to answer my question of Are they a current Big East team? I'm guessing they no. are. I cannot answer that. Question. Oh, you're such a. Sh- Stickler. This is like when he misled you. The FCC you. is going to call and we're going to get... He misled you earlier it's in the show. the rules, Benjamin. I don't know what you want from me. Andy in Illinois, you got the last Because I think I have a guess. I Well, it's a shame that Chewie's not here because it's Boston College. Mm. Boston <laughs> College is number 10 on the list. They won oh, in It's the Big East? Yeah. They were they were not quite OG, but like the next iteration. They were out of the Big East earlier. Now, wait, you said earlier in the show that you do like to sing. I do. So you want to sing a song with me? What song? We got it like... You can't do this. <laughs> you can't do it. Country road. You can't do this. Wait, we're just Take singing a song. Take me home. To the place. I belong. Ashley, you got a caller? Now he's not listening to me. He's so he's upset. What a baby. Do you have a caller? Yes, yes or no? I was talking Almost to them. Heaven. Chris and Grafton. Chris and Grafton, you are on. You. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Here we got? Uh, you said old, well, you said old school uh, Big East. I'm going to go with uh, Coach Huggins in uh, West Virginia. He made that really scary. I was like, we did two different versions of the song. It's a great song, by the way. Uh, very good tune. You can get anyone to chime in on that. 100%. I feel like that wagon wheel's a good one in terms okay. of getting anyone in a yep. bar to sing. Wait, um, do you have a go-to karaoke song? I do. Say, I, I mean, I, I do wagon wheel. Do you really? Yeah. I, you know, I sing. Heading down south to the land of the pines. I sing wagon wheel to my, my girls to before bed every night. Really? Rock me, mama, like a Oh, I get it. Yep. Every night. Uh, but my go-to karaoke song is Take It Easy by that the Eagles. That list sucked, by the way. That, that was a good list. I disagree. Ashley, it was a good list. It was very relevant with the Big East tournament. Star- you know, Mark had, obviously the tournament started yesterday. But it's Mark the had- morning. Nobody wants to think that hard. Is that your excuse the rest of the day? Yes. <laughs> The road to WrestleMania is coming to Milwaukee on March 18th, and we want to send some lucky fans to Pfizer Forum for the event. It is Seth 
freaking Rollins taking on U.S. champion Austin Theory. Cody Rhodes versus Finn Balor. A fatal four-way match for the Raw Women's Championship and more. Caller number four right now, 800-990-3776. I didn't realize this was a cue to call. I should really proofread these. Yeah, you should. Probably. Wins a pair of tickets to the road to WrestleMania in Milwaukee on March 18th. Visit ESPNWisconsinContest.com for official contest rules. 800-990-3776. Your cue to call right now for a pair of tickets to the road to WrestleMania in Milwaukee. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. He hates the ending of all comedies. Apparently doesn't like happy endings. <laughs> I love <laughs> happy endings. <laughs> Don't take it that far. <laughs> Oh, maybe, bueno. maybe that's a vote for Groundhog Day for you. On 94.5 ESPN. There is optimism in the New York Jets building today. It actually started before that trip to the West Coast to meet Aaron Rodgers in person. This was all driven by owner Woody Johnson. He wanted to get in front of the quarterback, get to know him a little bit, and talk about what it could be, what it could look like, and what they could achieve with Aaron Rodgers under center in New York with this Jets roster. We got competing music beds happening there. We got our good song playing, and then Get Up rolls in with their music playing behind Diana Rossini, who made that report this morning on Get Up. And yes, that is the latest, of course, that the Jets are optimistic. They're feeling good, feeling confident about their ability to land. They say they are on the brink of landing Aaron Rodgers, the future Hall of Famer, as their next quarterback. We've been asking you all morning long, does it feel like to you this is the closest we have been? Does it feel like an inevitability? I think that's Mm. the question. Does it feel like an inevitability? Does it feel now like all of this stuff is just a formality to what will ultimately be the coupling of Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets? You know why? Because the exact same reason why Diana didn't report it's happening, right? She said confident. She said likely trending in the right direction as soon and and, and we've talked about even if before the 15th when free agency and trades all open up even if there's a handshake agreement I still won't feel like I can say it's inevitable you know like we're still at that point of until I see Aaron Rodgers standing on the podium with Woody J love saying Woody J and uh, Robert Sala Nathaniel Hackett and the Mr. Irrelevant GM with that jersey Showing that he's a Jet, that's when I'll believe it. Okay, so here's, again, the next inevitable question. Again, 800-990-3776. We are saying that it feels a lot like an inevitability. What will the compensation be? Because if you believe reports that are out there, guys, Packers are not getting a haul back from the New York Jets for Aaron Rodgers, which is crazy. It's not crazy because Goot screwed himself by giving him this contract when he probably could have got a Russell Wilson haul. Wait, so you're saying that it's the contract that is keeping them from getting a haul back from the New York Jets? Partially. I I think it's more of take him, please. Take him off our hands. My, my point is coming off of that 2021 season where he was the MVP, they extended him, right? They they locked him into this cap. The the team that because is, Jordan Love wasn't ready to be the starter. Correct, and I still and have a, I still have a hard MVP. Seasons. I still have a hard time believing that in one year, like Jordan Love has done enough to be like, yeah, we're okay moving on from Aaron Rodgers. But that's besides the point now because we're past that. But they gave him that contract where it's thirty million dollar cap hit for the Packers, forty million dollar cap hit for a team he trades to. So it's like they're they're not. Because of that contract, they're not going to be able to put themselves in a situation where it's like, hey, take this cap it and give us 
all this stuff back. Yeah, it is. That is a lofty expectation. But here's Mike Garofolo, who was on NFL Now on Wednesday, talking about what he believes will be the compensation package when the Jets trade for Aaron Rodgers. The fact that the Packers are letting Aaron Rodgers talk to other teams pretty much tells you that they're okay with him moving on. It's not a situation like, well, you're going to have to give us an offer that we can't refuse. No, it's going to be something where let's get as fair of compensation as we can to just move on and turn this thing over to Jordan Love in Green Bay. Uh, And the Jets have already had uh, communication with the Packers even before Rodgers uh, said that he would like to speak to the Jets. So that surely has come up along the way. I don't think there's going to be... Uh, enough roadblocks along the way to stop this thing if Rodgers decides that that's where he wants to be. And it's not just Garofolo saying that. It's not just a one-off, one person speculating about the compensation package. Albert Breer also answered that question on SportsIllustrated.com when somebody asked him what in the world would a package look like for Aaron Rodgers. He says, I would say this year's second-round pick, which is the 43rd pick, and a conditional 2025 pick. 2025, not even 2024, but 2025 pick. (laughs) that will depend on how well Rodgers plays in 2024, or if he plays in 2024. The Jets will not have to give up their first-round pick. That's what Albert Breer says. Are you surprised, Ben, that these are the numbers, these are the picks being attached to Aaron Charles Rodgers' future Hall of Famer? That's bad business. I mean, that's that's bad business. He's like we heard Jason Wildey earlier in this program. If you missed it, Jen Gabe and Chewy podcast, you can hear him second segment talk about how be careful what you wish for. So not only would you be moving on from a Hall of Fame quarterback, you'd be moving on from a Hall of Fame quarterback with the forty third pick, right? Forty third pick. That feels like a rob job. And so I don't care if Goody, Mark Murphy. Or anyone else in that building is just sick of Aaron Rodgers. You have, and if this if these reports are true, you have a responsibility as a front office to maximize the value you're getting at Aaron Rodgers. And so, if you granted him permission, right, to meet with the Jets, I understand that that's basically saying like you're willing to play ball, but you have to hold enough value to play ball versus like like that's not enough. He might as well retire, right? Like, like it'd be almost be better if he retired. Yeah, except he gets $60 million if he doesn't retire. I think that's probably the thing driving the bus here. Here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is at this point a depressed asset. Like, I have a chair sitting in my office. Not depressed like he's depressed, but it's a depressed asset. Like, a chair sitting in my office, it's a good chair, it's a nice chair. But at this point, I just want to get rid of the chair. doesn't fit anymore. It fit in my old office when we lived in Connecticut. But it's too big for my office space in Mequon. So i got to sell the chair. The chair's not worth as much to me now as it once was, so I'm almost willing to give it away. This is an OBO situation for this chair in my office, Ben. So are you trying to salvage the value? Not really. I'm just trying to get something for it. Yeah, that's let's see that that's where we I think he's a depreciating asset. What's a depreciating asset? Uh that would be well, let me Google because you know, I you know, me economics and all that business school didn't I have do it. No idea what you're trying to say right a now. A fully depreciated asset is a property, Aaron Rodgers, plant or piece of equipment. We'll say Aaron Rodgers' property, which for accounting purposes is worth only its salvageable value. 
Oh, a depressed asset refers to the state or condition of a market product, currency, or security characterized by slumping prices, low volume, and lack of buyers. There's you, a lack of buyers That's one here. portion, but you said it yourself. You believe that Aaron Rodgers' lack of success last year was because of the thumb and not the weapon. So it, if you read yours again, I trying, understand the low I, buyers listen, I'm thing. just trying to say from a perspective of you're trying to get rid of. I think they are trying to get rid of. I think they are ready to move on. They are ready to turn the page That's to Jordan Love. That's a bad idea. Listen, I'm not saying it's not a bad idea. I I'm simply know. saying like this they're at the point where they want someone to take I mean, look, we even talked about this yesterday very briefly, but the irony of it being Robert Sala, the head coach of the team that is taking Aaron Rodgers off of the Packers, i.e. Matt LaFleur's hands. These two guys are thick as thieves. These two guys are buddies, been in each other's weddings, etc. Uh, parked cars for Brian Kelly back in the day when he was their head coach and they were lowly assistants. Like, that is not lost on me. But they are so desperate to move on from Aaron Rodgers. They are not demanding They're a starting to ransom. sound like the fans we talk to every day, whether it be, I don't know, Stephen Pewaukee or or John and Tosa, right? Like I, I made those people up. I mean, I'm sure there's a John and Tosa and a Stephen Pewaukee, but people call in all the time and say, I'm just done. I'm this. Like, let's move on. That's bad business. And that would be really upsetting to me as a Packer fan if you don't get the value beyond a 43rd pick and a conditional for Aaron Rodgers, despite the way his contract is aligned, just saying, hey, He's a depressed asset. Let's move on from him and see what we got from Jordan Love. If if Aaron then is successful and you don't get a lot back, oh, your your ass is grass. What is the right word there, Ashley? You think depressed or depreciated? I feel like both apply. Maybe there's some nuance there that we're missing out on because we're not did good you say? at. So I think he's a depressed asset. That's that one. I think it's depressed. Just take my side one time. The Ashton. monetary value of an asset decreases over time due to use, wear and tear, or obsolescence like being obsolete and i hate when i think it's something and then i read the definition further and then i realize you're right i don't That's know two days am, in a row i don't know if i'm right to be perfectly honest no with i you, think you are but I think whenever an asset is capitalized thing. its cost is depreciated over several years according like like he hasn't depreciated over several years like he won the mvp two years in a row and had one bad year here's something that we do agree on it's bad business. Correct. It's bad business to take to have Aaron Rodgers and get the 43rd pick in this year's NFL draft and maybe a pick in the 2025 draft, depending on whether or not Aaron Rodgers plays. Now, I understand that from the Jets' standpoint. I understand the Jets being like, hey, man, we don't know how long this guy is going to stick around. We're either paying him for one year or we're paying him for two. And if we get him for two, then you'll get a little extra something, something. Correct. But he's still under contract with the Packers. So if the Packers are willingly willingly with someone who's a Hall of Fame quarterback under contract, shipping him away for dirt, whew. There's just too, we said this the other day, there's just too much smoke around this thing. And we probably should have read into and realized the Derek Carr element of this. We when he signed read, with the Saints. When he signed with the Saints. To me, that was, hey, you're great. All, you're report, nice. all reports about the Jets and Derek Carr were like, it went great. Same thing happened with Aaron Rodgers. So as soon as he signed with the Saints, it was probably a good indication that they, meaning the Jets, felt very confident that they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Derek, out of, out of respect... You know, go do what you need to do because you're not. But top this of the is why this entire situation is so dicey and so dangerous because you don't want to be the Jets left with the empty chair. The em- you know what I mean? Like, what if Aaron Rodgers does decide to retire? Mike White, baby. 
You know what I mean? So then all of this stuff that you have done, that's why it feels like they wouldn't be in the position they're in unless they were very confident. And these meetings that they had in California were maybe more of a formality than anything else. I mean, Diana reported, Diana Rossini of ESPN on Get Up. Again, what she reported, the most interesting part to me was they talked before they flew out. Talked like the, the terms. Pe- yes. That was the like thing. Compensation. Terms, trade not just, value. How not are just, the kids? How's the family? Correct. How's Malibu? Yes. Talked compensation. That to me is probably the thing that has inched me closer to this being more real than I've thought it has been. When you're looking to start the weekend right, head to Bubbles and Brunch at St. Kate the Arts Hotel every single weekend from 9 to 1 in Giggly Champagne and Wine Bar on St. Kate's second floor. This is a brunch that is anything but basic. The atmosphere is set with a local DJ spinning music to set the mood. The hotel's acclaimed culinary team offers up a menu of elevated breakfast dishes and the most fun... Those endless mimosas or mimosa flights. Experience a brunch that is anything but basic at Giggly Champagne and Wine Bar inside St. Kate the Arts Hotel. Reservations available online. To learn more by visiting stkatearts.com. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. The other side of the world, and I'll uh, let you know if I want to come back and coach your little game. He's Ian Peterman. Ian Rappaport <laughs> tweeting yesterday, and I thought this was interesting. Oh, the Broncos, the that last two weeks. <laughs> You guys done? I got more <laughs> on 94.5 ESPN. Here we go. Back here on Jet Game and Chewy, Ben Brust, our cousin sub of the day, holding it down for Chewy and Gabe. Gabe should be back tomorrow. Yesterday, we were talking about the hardware store and how you don't know your way around the hardware store. Yesterday, you did not go get a new key for the garage, which that you I lost locked myself out of the key to, or at least your significant other lost mm, the key to. It's a wee thing. So we were talking about which of us could navigate a hardware store better, you or me. And Ashton came up with some... Hardware store tool quizzes. My dad and my brother who work in construction are going to be so disappointed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just like most of us are most days. Anyways, uh, how many questions do we want to do, guys? I've got 12. So how many we want to wrap through You're you're, you're running the clock here, bud. Yeah, we got two minutes. You're the producer. Uh, Some might say that. Um, All right, let's start with an easy one, Ben. What does a socket wrench do? The socket wrench is the one where you, like, just do makes the cool noise. That's great. What does it do, buddy? It tightens bolts. There you go. I think he's right. Hell yeah. <laughs> he is essentially right. Nuts and bolts, yeah. Um, all right, great. That's just kind of an easy one. Congrats, One ben. for Ben. Um, okay, let's let's get another easy one. I want to make you feel better about this. Uh, if you're trying to open, say, a cardboard box, what would you use? A box cutter. That's exactly what you would use, Ben. Wow. All right. Great. All right. Let's Two see how many. We Wait, you're not quizzing it. Jen? Well, I mean, I think Jen knows these ones. Uh, I'm so going, far, I have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Jen, just feel free to play as well. Uh, which saw can make a curved cut? Huh? There's. If you. Let's say you want to make a curved cut, you're trying to make a circle, perhaps. What kind of saw? I Next. Think, I think there might be a couple. Um, so uh, I would use a jigsaw or. Okay. <laughs> I was even going to say. <laughs> just this, stop right there. But I also. Nope. Can, w- would, uh, would a miter saw work as well on a curve cut or no? No. No, no miter is, is slightly different, but jigsaw was the correct answer, so your gut was accurate. All right, let's. Uh, all right, Ben, you got, you got to be able to get this one. Speaking of saws, what is a hacksaw designed to cut? Wood, metal, or both? I mean, wood. Well, yes. Just kidding. I use a hacksaw for PVC pipe. Is a hacksaw the... Nope. A hacksaw is by hand. Tiny teeth. Yeah. And it's by hand. And also it's used uh, just to cut metal. See, 
didn't know. But can you I, check I still on that? Because again, I use my hacksaw, and again, hacksaw, you can get different blades, but I've used it to cut P- PVC pipe. Are you open for hire? What's yes, your hourly exactly. rate? Uh, from the I have website, enough jobs, but yes, one day I may be able to be one of those from chicks From the website that, that I uh, took these questions from, tools.com, I believe it only gave me these three options. So you could actually. Did my picture come up at tools.com? Um, I'm not answering that question. Uh, let's say, Ben, I was making a baseball bat. I'm a big baseball guy, and uh, I wanted to make a wooden baseball bat. What would the thing that holds the wood and spins it be called while I shape it? My hand. Hey, I don't know if I know this one. Oh, I feel good about that. Then. You would hold, I mean. Yeah. It's a machine that holds and turns the thing. So if you were making like a, a, a leg of a table, you would do yeah. the same? So you can shape it. And I thought I made the best sexual innu- innuendo joke of the week. <laughs> this, you guys <laughs> missed that one? Ben, this is serious. We're talking about tools, tools. here. Holding the wood yeah, with my be- hand? <laughs> Why do you think I'm doing a lot of wood questions here? You stink. What is the answer to that one? I don't know. Lathe. A lathe. A lathe. I've never heard of a lathe. I mean, I can picture a lathe, but you put like the dowel between the two sides. You're not things. hired. You're you fired. Said, you said you could picture it, but you didn't know what it was. So I can, but I can picture I didn't know what the name of it was. How's that? I can uh, picture it. All right. Let's finish on a high note since we're super late right now. So who cares? Um, Finish this sentence, Ben. Righty tighty. Lefty Lucy. One of the tool questions? I made that one up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. That was mean. I wanted to end on a high note. Do we feel like Ben is the bigger tool? We know this. Ben, thanks for hanging out with me for the last couple of days. I no problemo. You. I'm going to need you today, though. We have, we have a proposition. Scalzo and Brust, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, a little tournament betting contest for charity. You have a proposition for me. Yes. I'm going to need you to call in. Feels slightly inappropriate, but it is 2023, so you know what? You said it on me. Thanks for listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Will the Intouch is next on ESPN Milwaukee. We'll see ya.